ABC Listen. Hello, 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 my friends. It's Ruby here. Welcome to News Time. Hello, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. On today's show, we are going to meet somebody who's been making tiny little shoes for some tiny little feet. We're going to kick a footy around with some pros. Then we're off to Olkala country in Queensland, where ancient wisdom is going high tech. We'll stop off in South Australia for a quick board game with some clever kids. And after that, it's the story that made us all go, wow. Wow of the week. Exactly. What do you think? Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Alrighty, here we go. Story number five. The Umundi Wildlife Rehabilitation Centre is on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. It's made up of an impressive team of veterinarians, or people that most of us just know as vets. The vet is like the doctor of the pet world. People who help animals, like let's say an animal's hurt or sick, they'll help them. Yep. It's a place where sick or injured wild animals can go to be looked after. There are all sorts of patients there. Ones that walk, others that crawl, some that slither, and a few that fly too. Recently, an injured magpie named Birkenstock was brought to the centre. Birkenstock the magpie had an injured left foot. It was all curled up and the vets couldn't get it to open. After doing some tests and some x-rays, a vet named Claude decided to try something a little bit more creative. She pulled out a pair of scissors, some tape and some nice soft material and made a tiny little shoe for Birkenstock that would help his claw uncurl. Cute. Very creative. Birkenstock had to wear the shoe for about two weeks. He'd probably be like, what is this thing on my foot? Mm, probably. Lucky for Birkenstock, Claude's creative cast was a success. Birkenstock's foot is now uncurled and he can use it to walk around and grip onto branches again. That means he's one step closer to being released back into the wild. Story number four. Playing sport is a lot of fun, particularly when you're part of a team. I love playing soccer with my dad and mum. I play table tennis. My friends at lunchtime play handball. I think it's fun because you get to cooperate with people instead of like, just like it's you versus someone else. In Western Australia, there's a sports group called the Albany Sharks Football Club. They play Aussie rules football in the Great Southern Football League. And for a little while, people were calling them Australia's worst footy team. Really? In 10 years of games, they had only ever won two matches. I think they'd feel annoyed. Yeah, I reckon you'd be right about that. Week after week, the team would turn up and play their best and lose. Oh, it was tough going. But when you stick together as a team, learning how to play well with each other, you do eventually get better. And over the years, the Albany Sharks started winning more games. It did help that a retired professional AFL star joined the team. 
With their new teammate, old friends and hard work, the Albany Sharks achieved something pretty amazing. This year, their club came first in the season's competition. Wow. I think that just goes to show if you put hard effort and practice into it, it pays off. The Albany Sharks members could not believe it when they heard the final whistle and they knew they had won. They were cheering and crying and laughing and hugging. The president of the club said she was so proud of how the team had supported each other. And it's not just the players who were pitching in. Their families volunteered and got involved too. Altogether, they make the Albany Sharks Football Club a fun and happy place to be. Story number three. The Olkula people are some of the traditional owners of the Cape York Peninsula, which is at the very top of Queensland. It means they're from the, the land that they are on. Yep, the Olkula people have been caring for country for tens of thousands of years, so they know about looking after the land. And now they're building a cultural knowledge centre on their country. It'll be a place where ideas and information about caring for country are stored and shared with others. Cool. One of the tools they're using is virtual and augmented reality. You might have seen someone using virtual reality before, or a VR headset. They look like a pair of big goggles, and when you put them on, it's like watching TV, except you can do it in all directions. Most people use them for video games, but now they're helping people visit country without actually having to travel there. It means like they feel connected to the land and they feel like they've come back home. Scientists and traditional owners are working together to take videos that capture all the sights and sounds of Okola country. Then people at the centre can watch and listen and feel like they're on country too. They'll feel happy because they can still see how their land has changed over time. It's also a great tool for elders because some of them can't make their way back to country. So the new tech is helping them visit their special places and maintain their important connection with the land too. Story number two. Do you have a favourite board game? The board games that I have at home are like Monopoly, chess, snakes and ladders. I'm good at chess, but no one else knows how to play. Then you get to spend time with your family and friends. They all sound like a lot of fun. And yeah, games are a great way to spend time with family and friends. For some neurodivergent kids in South Australia, board games are helping them communicate and play and be themselves. When someone is neurodiverse, it means their brains process information uniquely. Take, for example, Jessica Petsch. Jessica is 10 years old and she has autism. Autism exists on a spectrum, so it affects everybody who has it differently. For Jessica, her autism makes social situations feel a bit intimidating. But recently, Jessica's found a place she can really be herself. She's been going to her local community hall with other kids just like her to play a game called Dungeons and Dragons. That's a board game where you pretend to be somebody else, like a wizard or a fighter 
or a mythical creature. I like playing with other people because then you sort of have fun and you got to like make a good move so you can actually win. Jessica and her friends go on imaginary adventures in fantasy worlds, deciding what to do and cooperating as a team. The game is all about creativity and communication. And when she's role-playing as another character, Jessica says it feels like she can chat and play without worrying too much about what other people think. Amazing because a board game could make people happy. I think they feel happy that they can do stuff without it being hard and it's fun too. Exactly. Researchers say that games where people can role-play like this and create worlds with other people they can be a great way for people who are autistic and neurodiverse to communicate. Whether someone is neurodiverse or not, there's a game for everybody. It's just a matter of finding out which is the right one for you. And here we are. It is time for... Wow Wow for the week. This story makes me go wow because I can't believe one animal can eat that much. Humphrey Harrington runs a plant nursery near Lismore in New South Wales. Humphrey had some eucalyptus seedlings and he was hoping to grow them into big eucalyptus trees. That was Humphrey's plan, at least. Several months ago, he noticed that some of his seedlings had gone missing overnight. Then, each night that followed, more and more of them disappeared. Humphrey had no idea what was going on. A few months later, he had lost $6,000 worth of plants. Oh, where do you think they were all going? Maybe a customer? Good guess, but it wasn't a cranky customer. Maybe someone working there wanted them for the money. Another good guess, but it wasn't a sneaky staff member either. It wasn't a horde of a thousand bugs or some wild weather. It was just one little koala. What? I was not expecting that. Claude the koala was caught red-handed, sitting on a bench in the nursery. He was so full from his big night of feasting that he was too tired to climb back up his pole into his tree like he normally did. Humphrey was very surprised indeed. He wrapped Claude up in a towel and took him to a friend's place. He wanted Claude to be relocated back into the wild and far away from the nursery. But a couple of days later, Claude was back. It seemed that this munching marsupial had a mighty appetite. How do you think Humphrey could possibly stop this insatiable Claude the koala? Putting some more eucalyptus trees around so then the koalas could eat it off eucalyptus trees not going to the plant nursery. Maybe you could put more fences around the plant nursery. Now there's an idea. Humphrey is planning to build a koala-proof fence around his plants to stop something like this happening again, to keep Claude's claws away from his prized plants. And there you have it. We have munched our way through five delicious stories. And we didn't even have to sneak into a plant nursery. Thanks, Ruby. 
You are welcome. Don't forget to do the news time quiz. You'll find it and the answers in the show notes. See you next time, Ruby. Bye-bye. See you later. Or as they say in Egyptian Arabic, Ashufak Bahadeen. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.